from the Data Hair Podcast, but before I introduce our guest, I just have to say this, okay? I had this guy on the show in the beginning of the offseason to do predictions. And, you know, we were both biased on our teams. We wanted, you know, the Braves. My friend wanted the Braves. Of course, I want my Mets to win. And my Mets had a division for 103 days straight. We had it in first place for 103 days straight. Then this man and his team took the division, not only the division, the World Series. The first time in 26 years, the Atlanta Braves have won the World Series. And I'm here to talk to my friend Alex about it. What's up, Alex? Oh, it just feels amazing to wake up every day knowing I'm a world champion. Uh, just It's just a phenomenal feeling. I thought it might be. Uh, so it just feels amazing. Thanks for having me on. Oh, of course, Alex. Anytime, man. I, I want your side of the whole story as being a Braves fan this season. The ups and downs, the injuries, uh, you know, all the accusations with Ozuna. And then everything that wound up happening with Alex and Rothfuss scanning all these people. Uh, getting uh, Eddie Rosario, getting um, Jorge Soler, and getting Jock Peterson, and how much that made the team better going forward. What did you think about that? I mean, it was just – I mean, it was one of those things where as a Braves fan and, and just everything in general, it's one of those times where you know your incredible young core of Danzy Swanson, got Ronald Acuna, Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Alves – uh, I mean, at returning silver sluggers, uh, uh, Marcel Darno. I mean, you just got all these phenomenal players, and, and then it's just like you get into the season and nothing's going right. Nothing. I mean, it was just so frustrating, but you knew the talent was there. We were just like, when are you going to start? When are you going to start doing it? So, um, so it was very, it was maddening and frustrating. And uh, I actually, I remember, I think it was <clears throat> May 29th. And uh, twenty nine, I just about had actually managed to buddies um, that were uh, that were just we were having a brave small group, and you know we were. I sent a message out, just kind of up to that point, which was right before June, and it was right. just it was just a phenomenal recap of just how bad things have gone. Everything from losing the All-Star game to Mike Soroka not, he was supposed to be coming back mid-April and he doesn't even come back at all. Re-tears his Achilles and so he was out for this whole season. Hopefully I hope he gets, you know, everything back on track and uh, from everything I've heard, he is on track, but you just never know with those kind of injuries. But then Marcel Zuna strangling his wife, just absolutely, there's no, there's just absolutely no reason for that. I, I I don't even know, I, I I'm not even going to try to defend him. And then you also have, like, I mean, he choked her with his non-broke hand. I mean, his hand was broken. It's just like, it was just one of those insane right. seasons where it was just, it just, you couldn't, you couldn't even figure out what was going on. And so, you know, I mean, as you've read all the articles in the media and the, the, the cover, cover stories of what this team had overcome, it truly was amazing. And, I think the only reason why we were able to overcome all of it is that we've had, you know, three years in a row where we won the division. It came up short. And last year, getting that little taste of, of success. And so it was just all we needed was a few things to go right. And that trade deadline was those few things that went right. And from there, we just did what we knew how to do, which was be yeah. successful, hit the ball, and play some awesome baseball. 
I mean, you guys really did come out of nowhere in August and September. You guys were the best team in the division, not only the division, in the league, really, besides the whole Cardinal streak that was happening. The Braves are going on the streak of their own and just taking over everybody in, in every division, basically. And, Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, you know, it's funny, you know, because everyone looks at the, the whole season as a whole with, you know, um, the 88 wins versus the Dodgers 106 and, you know, Giants, I think, had 107. And then you have, you know, the 103 win. Um, uh, I can't think of the 103 win team off the top of my head. But, you know, it's like everyone's looking at the season as a whole when right. more accurately you need to look at it the last, you know, two months of the game, that playoff push and see how that team did. Because if you look at the Brewers, you know, they were starting to kind of tank a little bit um, mm-hmm. towards that final stretch. And right. um, the Braves were on pace for a 106-win season if you looked at it that way. So it's like when you when you look at it that way, really, Braves were the hottest team outside of the Cardinals finishing the season. Cardinals, though, were just, I feel like in this instance, um, they were just a really hot team for the two weeks, kind of like the athletic A's work, you know, early 2000s when they went on that huge stretch. Um, right. But that was just a big streak versus mm-hmm. a long-sustained – winning streak of, you know, around or a winning baseball, not necessarily a winning streak, but winning baseball for about, you know, 60 games. It was just insane. That just, it was just, it was just fun to watch all the way around. And I just, I just loved every second of it. <laughs> well, you know what? You know me, I'm a Mets fan. I am not too fond of the Braves winning. However, I am fond of it for baseball sake because they were facing the Astros. I feel oh, like that. That was a taker for me. That was like, absolutely. oh, Braves have to win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Reason. Just seeing, seeing the Astros getting uh, after the 17, and then, you know, I just – it was just – I feel like it was one time where you could feel everyone was behind the Braves, and it was just nice to see. And, I mean, even reading Brian Cranston's uh, Instagram post about how he's – you know, he's a Dodger fan. Think about that. I mean, yeah. his Dodgers went 17 and 18 back-to-back World Series – and both those teams, you know, dishonored baseball by cheating and using the strategies. I mean, Alex Cora left the team in 17, went to the Red Sox in 18. And you can't, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm just saying back-to-back seasons, they got pretty much screwed out of a championship. So right. I'm not saying nothing against Boston, but, I mean, yeah, I just, it's just nice to there see. There was a lot of speculation, too. Justice. There was a lot of speculation in this past series too with with Boston and the Rays, and we're not too much sure about into that, but there was speculation they were doing something there. Absolutely. Which you know, we'll we'll probably get more into that probably by next season or later on this off season. There'll probably be some investigating work. Who knows at this point? But um, one person I am sad for that I was hoping would have a lot of revenge was Charlie Morton. I felt terrible for him after he broke his leg in game one, and I was hoping he would be the the showstopper, basically. But Atlanta never seemed to bolt him, which was the story of the whole season for them, really. What do you, what's your take on uh, Charlie Morton? I mean, Charlie Morton, I mean, I just – when he pitched, what, 14 or, you know, another couple outs, and, I mean, got three outs on 14 pitches, I mean, just – on a broken femur, it just shows you what he's all about. I'm, I'm just so excited he's coming back for next season for on a one-year, I think, $20 million deal, uh, mm-hmm. just so he can kind of finish off what he started last, you know, this last season. Um, he's just he's such a fighter, and just w- the way he leads the pitching staff, even though he may 
priority. Sometimes he was, uh, but definitely in that, that the postseason, he was our leader and and just kind of just teaching the guys what to do in these moments and net moments never too big. He's got ice in his veins, and for him to even get the out every out in the World Series doesn't matter who who it is, it matters. So even though he only was able to get us, you know, uh, two innings, uh, two and a third innings, it doesn't matter because. He pitched his hard, left it all out there, and I'm just excited to see him come back for one more season, or at least one I more totally, season. I totally agree with that. Now, when um, Acuna, I'm going back a little bit because this is this was a big part of the season for you guys that seemed like you guys were starting to catch up to the Mets at this point in the season in late July, and the Mets started to falter, really. And Acuna breaks his knee. Uh, your take on that moment, and if you really even thought there was even a chance at that point, this is all before the trades happened. It's one of those you look back, especially with what we know now. I mean, in the moment, absolute heartbreak. I mean, this is right before the All Star. I mean, right before the All Star break, I think it was like the two days he's playing the Marlins. I think we had one more game after. Then the All Star break hit. You know, I was excited to see him play, and and, and he was going to be a starter. And, I mean, as a Braves fan, especially as a Braves fan, I think everyone. I mean, if you if you're a Braves fan, the thought that we were going to still make the playoffs after that. I applaud you, but there's. I, I, it was looking very meek. <laughs> it was. I remember you texting right. me, so, being like, "I don't know, man. I don't know about my season now. I, I don't know." I mean, that was our. I mean, he literally. He was the only thing that kept us going in in the early months of the season. Like literally, oh, it absolutely. was Ronald Acuna and no one else. Even Freddie Freeman. Uh, it, that message I had sent to my buddies. I wish I could find it. Um, uh, they. I mean, he's you know defending MVP. And the man was batting sub two, like two forty. Mm-hmm. I mean, sub. I mean, it was sub. It was t- sub two fifty for sure. And mm-hmm. he just could not hit nothing. And I, he had. He just had his. You know, he had two kids at the same time. And and you're getting off the weird COVID year. And 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 it just. And then not just that, but the contract wasn't extended in the off season, which was very unfortunate. So he's got all these things running his mind. So he wasn't playing right. And I mean, Acuna is what kept us alive in the early months. So I tip my cat. Without him, we're no way, but at the same time, when he went down, it was one of those weird things in retrospect. Knowing what I know now as a Braves fan, and just, I mean, I think everyone would agree with me saying this, we do not win the World Series if he doesn't tear his ACL. I hate saying it, but because his ACL tear is what caused us, forced our hand to make decisions either A, we're sellers or buyers. If right. he doesn't get hurt, we don't buy. I mean, we don't, we don't buy as much. Uh, right. So I think that's what really made Anthropolis go out there and get some, um, you know, get Solaire, get Peterson. I mean, he, Peterson was signed like just a couple of days after that, uh, you know, and then at the All Star, I mean, at the trade deadline, we got Solaire, uh, Duvall, and Rosario, and right. Rosario was just absolute steal. With I mean, I think Hong I think Canada, it was a steal in general. Was dropped, like thirty seconds after the deal was confirmed. Right. But, I think it was just a steal in general for them, this uh, trade deadline. Because they, they, in my opinion, they got people that were off the map and that, that nobody thought would carry a team to the playoffs. Besides John Peterson having playoff experience and Duval last year having a great year with Atlanta, I'm not going against them in that way, but I'm saying you wouldn't think a team that has a chance after they lose a star player like a team, you go and get these type of people, and then they wind up coming together and making a championship out of it. And I think that's a testament to whatever, I don't know, you know, Alex Andropoulos is famously 
pretty hush hush with hush hush with his evaluation process and how they go after players and how they find mm-hmm. value in those players. Uh, they're in the analytics, just a testament to the analytics department and the way they come up with whatever formula it is to evaluate players and uh, how mm-hmm. they're going to fit into the scheme of our offense or the way we want to manage the team and everything like that. Just absolute testament to whatever analytics side that they have because they're pretty quiet about how they, you know, they, they come up with these numbers. But just absolute testament to that and the hard work those guys do. And to be able to keep the farm system, I mean, our biggest prospect, I think we got up with Bryce Ball. And mm-hmm. as a Braves fan, that just kind of confirms that, hey, we're going to go after Freeman in the, this offseason because Bryce Ball is our only good first baseman in our farm system, and we just traded right. him away. So that just kind of tells me if we trade our only first baseman that's got any promise, at least that I'm aware of, um, you know, that just said if we're going to try to re-sign Freeman and and then we also got Bryce Wilson, but he's had his little number and had his great moment in NLCS last year, but he's with the Pirates. I'm excited that he gets to actually – he went straight into their rotation and he's getting a chance to be an everyday pitcher. So I, I'm happy for him. I think it was the best thing for him personally. But the Braves, you know, got Rich Rodriguez out of that deal, and we got him for another year next year. So that's awesome. We have contractual control on him. But just overall, absolutely fantastic. We're able to keep our best people still in in lineup in our farm system on top of not giving up anything. And we literally came up with one of the best outfields going down the stretch. So um, keep keep, keep doing that, man. Keep doing Go, Alex. Alex Anthropos, you're the man. I tell you what, man, he did make some amazing moves that really uh, brought this team to the World Series and to the playoffs again. And to be honest with you, um, I am surprised because of how the Braves season was looking, like you were saying, I I couldn't see it. I mean, not just because I'm a Mets fan, but I just I I couldn't see any chemistry with the injuries and all, all the setbacks with their starting pitching and their bullpen was having issues again. And then all of a sudden, it just started to click. And when it clicks at the right moment, when you're hot, you're hot. And when that happens, that's usually the team that winds up winning in the end. It's not always the best team, like you're saying. It's not always the number one team in the league that wins. So that's just that's a testament to that right there. And, you know, your Atlanta Braves did set something that um, not a lot of baseball teams in, in my division have done. Now I am the only team. My Mets are the only team in the 2000s not to win the World Series. <laughs> well, <The only two. laughs> well, I'll be honest. I would have never thought the Marlins, but they squeaked one out in 03. Uh, yep. and, you know, and the Nationals came out of nowhere and won that one in 19. Absolutely. I, know. I still think if the Braves pulled out that, ten, that freaking 10 run first inning, it's the Cardinals. Just, I was at oh. that game. I was at that I know. game. I, I remember when you were at that game. And so, absolute heartbreak, but um, I mean, I'm happy for everyone. It just shows the competitiveness of the NL East. I mean, um, but I will say this. There was an article I was reading about from the Atlanta Constitutional Journal, whatever, I think AJC, um, mm-hmm. that they were this, the, the beat writer that covers the Braves. He, uh, um, he, he, he said this playoff reminded him of an interview he had with Bobby Cox several years back. Mm-hmm. And uh, the interview essentially went along the lines of this, where – he was talking to Bobby and just kind of comparing. He asked, "What's your what was it, what was your, what's your thoughts on the five? We went to the World Series five times in the nineties: ninety one, ninety two, ninety five, ninety six, ninety nine. And right. he goes, "Out of those teams, what are your thoughts of and where does this team compare to that?" 
and says, his, essentially his response was, now baseball is a funny sport, and the best team typically doesn't win. I mean, I, I'm without a shadow of doubt, I think we had some incredible teams in the 90s, and we were mm-hmm. the best team in a lot of those World Series. But mm-hmm. at the same time, the best team doesn't always win. And out of the five out of the five teams that went to the World Series, our worst team out of all of them, like statistically, was the one that put it together and won it. And and he was and he said that they just had something that the other four didn't. And you can't put a finger on it. You can't really understand it. You just know they got it. And and his you know summation of that article or that retrospect to that article was this team in 2021, the Braves. Um, you know, he said, there's just something about this team. They got it. And I don't know if it was that Jock Peterson swag and them pearls. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they did have every time something went down, they had an answer. I mean, it's just next man up. Solaire for the NLCS, he gets COVID. He's out. And then right. Rosario comes out of nowhere with a legendary performance. And then, you know, Charlie Morton goes down. And then the bullpen steps up and covers those mm-hmm. innings. And, I mean, Ian Anderson throws five, you know, five no-hit innings. I mean, just a complete team effort, just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And um, and I ain't glad. I don't know what Steve Cohen is doing. I guess that's my question for you is Steve Cohen. Um, <laughs> you know, like, you know, he's throwing out some cash left and right, and it just seems not to be working. I think if I'm not mistaken, I don't watch too much Mets baseball, but there was some booing going on. What was going on around then? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that whole fiasco with the booing and that thumbs down thing. I mean, I don't know what was going on in the players' minds. I get where they're coming from, where they don't want to be booed. Anybody that's the home team doesn't want to be booed in their own stadium. It's an embarrassment, you know, to them and not only to them, but to the game. And I can understand where they were coming from as a fan, but at the same time, I mean, people are going to have their own opinions. I mean, you can't stop people from booing you if you're not playing at the expectation they expected you to when you're getting paid $341 million in a 10-year span and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, there might be some booze here and there. Um, but I think it did wake up the club for a minute. I mean, they did win seven straight games. They uh, got back in the race. They were ahead about four and a half, I think. It was the highest four and a half in five. I think it was the highest lead they had in the division before the collapse, and the collapse really all started um, the three-game series against the Pirates before the All-Star break, and uh, it just went up from there, and I went to go see them. As you know, I went in New York in September, saw them play the Cardinals, and actually the Cardinals started their run, and we started more of a collapse. We just <laughs> threw it out of the water. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, it just happens. I mean, you can't predict these things. It's not like you said. We might have been the best team on paper because of who we had. Uh, and then you guys, because of the playoff experience and the motivation to, to move on. So it was going to be close either way. And I knew it would be between the Mets and the Braves. I knew. But did I think that the Braves would come back from as far as they did and all the trials and tribulations they had? No. Uh, I'm, no, I didn't. I'm sure you didn't either at one point. So. I'm Absolutely happy for them for that reason. I'm happy for them for that reason. And I'm happy for two people on that team. Freddie Freeman and my old Matt Travis Starnell. Happy for both of them. I mean, I can't. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I'm just, I'm just happy for, especially Freeman, but even more so uh, with Brian Snicker and everything he's been through. Absolutely. organization for 45-plus years. And, and also, absolutely. even and, and also, you know, he hasn't been with the Braves for – 
you know, so long. But Ron Washington also, you know, I mean, absolute baseball lifers, coached and managed. I mean, those those Rangers World Series runs, like I think 11 and 12, were just absolutely gut-riching. Where he had it won and they couldn't seal the deal. And David Freese doing David Freese things and that Miracle mm-hmm. Cardinals run, which is very similar to the Braves run they had this year. I mean, that Cardinals right. run where they won it. But they're back to work against the wall. I mean, they were down right. 3-1. They were one strike away from the Rangers, one strike away from winning it. And they, I mean, David Freeze puts a good swing on a ball and carries to right field. And right. I, I still think of it. I mean, as soon as I saw Rosario make that crazy catch in the wall in you know, like game four or five, mm-hmm. where he wasn't even looking at the ball, he's looking at the wall, he makes the catch. He doesn't mm-hmm. catch that ball. There's a ch- chance mm-hmm. that the Astros, you know, win that game. And um, absolutely, and it, the whole World Series switches. So I, that that right. that catch was the same catch that Ron Washington needed to happen back in 2011, and it didn't happen. Right. So. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of hoping if we don't uh, make Beltran our manager next year, that we get Ron Washington. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope. Yeah. I mean, I, he has. I will say, I love Ron, and I hope he does stay another year. But at the same time, he has made it, you know, publicly known he wants to manage again. So. I know he interviewed for the Inter Padres job, and they filled that position with uh, the Oakland manager. So, yeah, Bob Melvin. Um, so Oakland's got an opening. The Mets have an opening. Um, so I think that's all. I think that's all. Wherever he goes, he's going to be mighty successful, and uh, we wish him the best for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, you're talking about Brian Snicker. Brian Snicker, a man that's been in the, uh, in the league for over 45 years, definitely deserving of a world championship. And then you had Freddie Freeman last year with the scare of COVID, winning the NL MVP on a shortened season, COVID season, and then becoming a World Series champion this year. I mean, it, it's got to be mind-boggling to both of them. I, I bet you it hasn't even hit them yet, even after the whole parade. I'm sure it's still going to be a pinch in the arm until spring training next year. Like, hey, we're coming into this World Championship. Now everybody's going to be after us. So oh, yeah. how do you think, how do you think they're going to go about this? You know, with the chemistry of the team, because there's still people like uh, people in the trade deadline that haven't signed yet, re-signed yet, uh, that they're wanting to bring back. But uh, how do you think this is all going to go about? Because even they're saying Acuna might not be back until May. So it's it's all up in the air for the Braves in 2022. But it's going to be exciting nonetheless. Yeah, it's just you gotta um, you just have to kind of I think a lot depends on that CBA, uh, NLB owners, you know, that, that thing has to be pretty, pretty much signed, still delivered that they, the players association, the owners have to come together. And once that's that, I think that's when, you know, we'll know more about how this offseason is going to transpire. I mean, there's a lot of holes with, you know, we're not going to be able to keep Rosario, Soler, Duvall, um, and Peterson, you know, hopefully we can keep maybe one or two of those guys, but there's, it's just unrealistic to expect all four of them to come back um, on top of having to re-sign Freddie Freeman. And and also, I mean, you know, plugging in the other holes that we need to plug in um, right. with contracts and such. So this offseason is, of course, just like any other, plenty of things to do. I know Alex Anthropos will be – now, he's already made some public statements that payroll will rise, which is exciting to hear. That means we're going to be willing to spend money to kind of continue and replicate the success we had this year. But um, I think a lot of it does stem off of side, you know, will there be a DEH next year? I feel like a lot of us yeah. think that's going to happen. So mm-hmm. um, I think everyone will be surprised if it doesn't. But um, right. nothing's, you know, signed, still delivered on that. So 
I think until after those, you know, discussions are held and everyone comes to terms, and then I think the offseason can get to a good jump start. I mean, so I, it's hard to know what exactly. So in the meantime, I'm just going to enjoy being a world champion, and uh, I've spent way too much money on World Series gear already. <laughs> You're not the only one, my man, because, you know, they said online that uh, Atlanta Braves um, history has been made with the most gear sold on Fanatics.com is Atlanta Braves gear after they won this world championship. Not going, just saying how much people around the world wanted Atlanta to win over Houston. Uh, oh, the, the anticipation was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, even I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge Atlanta Braves fan. I've been to several playoff games. I went to the uh, game four against the Brewers this year in the NLDS. Um, just the anticipation, and it really didn't start till the Dodgers series. But the anticipation, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just one of those baseball, like Southern in the South. I feel like it's football, and everyone gets ready for football, but. I, as even as a Braves fan, I was at that Game Five NLDS, you know, mm-hmm. loss to the Cardinals. Game Five wow. clinching game, you feel like that place should be a party zone, and it just you just never felt that vibe. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and even on top of that, I mean, um, you had David Justice in the '95 World Series. He got onto mm-hmm. the fans for not being rowdy, not being excited, um, and mm-hmm. it really wasn't until I think his name Bill Plaschke for the Dodgers beat writer. No, mm-hmm. when he – we the fans did not really turn the switch until he started dogging the, the Atlanta Braves going into the NLCS Dodgers series um, about how mm-hmm. it was like a sterile shopping mall uh, going to Truist <laughs> Park because it's just a quiet zone. Ever since that article uh, about us going to Waffle House and stuff like that, it's like the Atlanta fans just turned it up to 10 and just lit it on fire. And it was just so nice to see. Braves fans show the passion that I know they can show, and it was just—they really were. It was, like, fun, it was fun to see. You could feel it. Been big poppy on the, you know, the uh, the post game. <laughs> you know, everything. Yeah. Just Frank Thomas out there. I mean, the place was absolutely electric. Phenomenal oh, atmosphere, rocking. and and you could feel, you could just feel that that positive energy. I mean, it was just incredible, and I was just so happy that the Atlanta fans turned up for once and uh, supported yeah. baseball. So. I hope it continues. I mean, we get we get into our southern roles. I feel like, but um, <laughs> it was really fun to see, really see some passion come out of our fans. Because sometimes I feel like I'm the only passionate one. Well, you know, <laughs> like you said, we live in Alabama, so you know this is uh, this is not uh, new to us that this is a football town. But Absolutely. I'll tell you one thing: during this World Series, I was working at Little Caesars. You know, I worked there and. Almost every game that there was, every World Series game, they were packed. And every time I would ask a customer, I said, what's going on? Why are we so busy tonight? They go, the World Series is on. Atlanta's playing. You know, like every, like everybody was so locked into this series because Atlanta was in it for the first time in 1999. And they were partying like it's 1999. It's fresh as a plant. But, I mean, it was true. I mean, they were—they were ready for this. They were ready. And it was, been- yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. And then, like, I mean, I give credit, even though I don't know why the Mets fans even choose to be Mets fans, but those are some <laughs> passionate fans, and the Phillies—they're oh, even more annoying. 
Uh, I mean, I think out of all the fans in the NL East, I think the Phillies are the ones I dislike the most, just as a personal, just because they are so annoying. Their team could be 10 games under 500, and they still think they're going to win the World Series. I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? Y'all don't have a shot. <laughs> but, I mean, they're, they are so passionate, and they're just they're just right. Phillies. You know, like, you're like, oh. And it's like the yeah. South, it's like, and it's just like coming home. It's like they just, you just never feel that energy. But this postseason, after the, the Brewers series, I mean, I'll be honest, when Jock Peterson hit that three-run bomb off the bench, yeah. it got pretty electric for that for that one little bit. But, I mean, right. I mean yes. that Brewers series was – I mean, the Braves, that Brewers series, they faced some phenomenal pitching. I mean, Brandon Woodruff, uh, Corbin Burns, and oh, yeah. uh, Freddie Peralta just – I mean, they right. were phenomenal. And then their electric bullpen. I mean, right. we were – we squeaked by the Brewers, even though we, I mean, we didn't put, scratch across a lot of runs. But, um, but I don't care how how the recipe worked. We were able to put it together, did what we needed to do. We're world world champions, and it's just it's just phenomenal. And I'm gonna live it up as long as I can. <laughs> I don't blame you because, to be honest with you, like I said, I never saw them in the World Series. But then, when the postseason happened, and I was seeing everything that was going on. The only team that I got correct that went to the World Series and won was Atlanta. I literally picked Atlanta to win it all. I picked it. I uh, picked if them you against. don't mind, go ahead and do it again for next year. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do that. I mean, because anything can happen with my team. I mean, right now we're in a search of a GM, a manager, a president of baseball operations. And then uh, we just got news that uh, Michael Conforto declined his option for his qualifying offer, which means he's, he's testing free agency. Uh, so that would be. A, I mean, that's not a surprise to me. I mean, it was. It wasn't going to be surprised. I mean, I'm just saying, qualifying out for that's 18 million. I'm surprised. I mean, just take it four more years and show yeah, out. Because I know he's he is from I mean, from everything I read. He loves the Mets. He loves oh, the organization. He so does. But this is Scott Boris talking about. That's I'm why. surprised he didn't just take the off. Yeah, show out this year because. That injury just never – he could never really rebound. And find no, his he really From, didn't. what, 2019 is when he was really good? Yeah, 2019 was his good season, and that's when he uh, dislocated his uh, shoulder, and that's when uh, things started to go a little soft for him. Yes, um, that's – okay. And last season, though, in the 2020 season, he did all right. But, you know, it was a short season. So, you know, everybody had ups or downs. It didn't really matter what was going on, really, last season. I do put an asterisk for the Dodgers World Championship just because it's a 16 season. I mean, you know, here's how I I look at it. Mm-hmm. For that for that World Championship, they got screwed out of the 17, possibly the yeah. 18 series. So because right. of those, I'm not going to give them an asterisk for the 2020. <laughs> well, I mean, that's nice of you to say, especially since your Atlanta Braves were up three games to one against them last year. Uh, you know, i would be honest, <laughs> when you look at last year's run, for us to have been mm-hmm. up 3-1 was absolutely, absolutely miraculous. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about that playoff run, we had no starting pitching, none. Our number mm-hmm. two starter in the playoffs was making his, like, seventh career start. Career start. Yeah. yeah. And out of his seven career starts, he literally had, like, three in the postseason. So he had, like, four career starts. And then mm-hmm. three – I mean, he almost made more postseason starts than he had regular season starts. So, so right. that was our number two pitcher. So, it's like – it's just absolutely insane. There's just no way we could have really 
I mean, we could have miraculously pulled that one through. I don't know if we've been able to beat the Rays or not, but our bats were electric last last season. So you never know. But at the same yeah. time, I still tip my cap that the Braves. It wasn't like a fluke or anything like that. They were able to put it all back together, um, mm. overcome astronomical adversity. I mean, it makes me wonder how good we could have been if we didn't have any of that adversity. What if we just, oh, you're right. you know, maintain what we did start last season, just kept on going? You, you just never know. I mean, right. I'm curious to see if Mike Soroka, you know, he gets back to where he needs to be. And cause I hope we really he does. Need, I feel for know, that Charlie time. Morton. I mean, just imagine Charlie Morton for another season. Like, hopefully he has another, like, Wayno feel. You know, Wayno's mm-hmm. coming back next year. I'm happy to see that. But yeah, that's um, Charlie Morton has another good season. If he can replicate this season, that would be perfect. Mike Soroga mm-hmm. comes back, Ian Anderson, and Max Freed. Those are four really legitimate starters. So um, we'll just have to see how that goes. Because we, I mean, and then we have Oscar Noah, Tuki Toussaint. Um, mm-hmm. Got some interesting options for that fifth person or the fifth starter. But um, mm-hmm. you never know. I so I mean, you never know because Justin Verlander is also a free agent too. And uh, I heard fifteen to twenty teams want to go watch his workout. He's wanted to pitch until he's 45, and he's still hitting 96 on the radar gun. So uh, incredible. At the age of 39. So anything's possible. I mean, um, this is what I'm hoping for as a meth man, okay? For one, that the Grom's healthy next year. Uh, That was a a breaker. Uh, Nobody saw that coming. You know, they didn't really go into detail. As as a Braves fan, I hate to say it, but I did kind of see that coming. Because he hasn't been healthy in the last couple of seasons, so it just—he gives everything he has, every yeah, pitch, and he it's just does. like his body can't stay with it. At 33 years old, throwing harder than he's ever had in his career, I have to agree with you on that part of it for sure. Like, I was like hoping, I'm like, God, please don't let his arm break. I'm like, don't, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, it didn't break, but I mean, it got to the point where we didn't know that they were shutting him down for the year. We just thought, oh, they're just shutting him down before the All-Star game. They want to rest him and then bring him back in a hot uh, second half and make sure he's strong for the playoff run. And then come to find out he's actually hurt. And it, 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 it was devastating, you know. You know? Um, so that's one thing I want to see. I want to see Javier Baez back. Uh, you know, besides the whole thumbs down thing that he did, he did ignite the team. He did carry the team to a certain degree until, you know, we lost him around the end in September. But he uh, he ignited the team, and I love to see him in the door short and second. Um, I would also love to see them sign Carlos Correa, believe it or not. That's uh, another one that I'm looking forward to. Or Nick Castellanos, the right field with Alvin Alvarado. I'm interested to see where he lands. I, I'm interested in that, too. I am. I really am. And then uh, signing Thor back. Um, I think he will agree to the qualifying offer because of being uh, Tommy John last year, having a chance to make $18.4 million when you were out for a whole year and only pitched three innings. I mean, you got to take that. I, I mean, I would take that and say, all right, let's see what I got. And then, you know, uh, become a free agent next season. If, uh, I feel like I have a good season. Don't you think that's the right move for him at least? Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, it, it, I think the the Mets have a very interesting predicament with mm-hmm. – I feel like what you got to do is, at least from a, th- a third-party objective you know, perspective, I think you mm-hmm. need to trust that Carlos Carrasco comes back 
and um, can actually put together what he did with the Indians. Is I love Carlos Carrasco. I was honestly, I, like I, I love that signing. He just after he got hurt, he could never really find that touch again. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, Degrom's got to stay healthy. Carrasco's got to stay healthy. Uh, who's yeah. that, that? Who's y'all's third pitcher? It was really good. He had a really good season this year. Um, um, well, are you talking about Miguel, Tyler Miguel? Or are you talking about Strowman? No, Strowman had a great season too. He's awesome. Strowman, we got to um, try to get back. Well, he's a free agent. We don't even know. If um, we're get him. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a guy that I know as a Braves fan. I wanted him to be a Brave when they were. Yeah. He was trying to find a place to go, but um, I just hey, think you need to trust the money. You've got literally Francisco Lindor. He he just has to play better. I mean, yeah, I, I need if you really need a Carlos, uh, you know, Correa, I don't think you do. I, I, I mean. Javi Baez for sure. I mean, I mean, that would be mm-hmm. awesome to resign, but I think y'all have a lot of talent. I mean, Jeff McNeil, he's amazing. Even though Conforto's not there no more, that'll be interesting. I think an, an outfield bat is more of what y'all really need. Um, right. Our right handed uh, one, especially. Davis come back a little better, too, but. Um, I don't know if Davis will be back. I don't know if Davis will be back. I think they're going to either wind up using him as a trade piece. Uh, either between him and McNeil, the reason is because did you see the story that was leaked a couple days ago about what happened between him and Lindor that happened in May? So the whole rat and raccoon, the whole rat and raccoon incident, it was Lindor putting McNeil in a chokehold. So, uh, <laughs> um, so that was one thing right there that didn't connect. There was uh, any chemistry there in the infield with them two. Which is why uh, I really believe he pushed Steve Cohen to go get Baez. For one of those big reasons is that's his best friend. That's his Puerto Rican buddy. Uh, I get along with him good, and he'll play second base for me. He'll do it. Uh, go get him. You know, And it kind of made McNeil's position on the team like, where is he going? I mean, he could play outfield and third base. Eh. And he played second base a little bit. But how often did you see those two together in the infield after Baez got on the team? Not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I feel like if Baez gets signed by the Mets, McNeil's gone. That's that's what I think. That's well, I think. let me tell you right now, if he's cheap, come on to the Braves. I love the squirrels. <laughs> come on. Go. I love everything about him. I, I, he, now, I'll be honest. He will not be um, – I don't know where he'd be because if I was the Braves, I wouldn't mess up with our infield. We got Riley at third, Dansby at short, Ozzie at second, Freddie at Your first. I mean – that's a star-studded yeah. infield. I mean, mm-hmm. Ozzy and Dan just that short and second. I mean, they've they've really got a great thing going. So, um, I mean, that's what I'm trying to fan. Just think of this, okay? I know you're not a Met fan, but just think of it, okay? You got Alonzo at first. You got Baez at second, and then Correa at third. That's just that's just me. That's just like oh, that's like to me. That's like a, a Braves infield almost. That's to that's me. insane right there. I didn't know Correa yeah. could play third. I thought he was just. A short oh yeah, he, I mean, have you seen his arm? <laughs> he throws overhand. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. sure he could. Um, He's got a good overhand throw, and he throws hard. I mean, I I could see him playing third base without a problem. I'm sure he's done it a couple times. With I have to look it up, but I think he has. But just to have him in the lineup, in his presence, in lineup too, uh, we need more right-handed bats. That's just a period point blank. That's why I would love to see Nick Castellanos on the team, just because I think, I think out of all the guys, that's the one I would serve because I know y'all need outfield yeah. help. Y'all don't really have much. I mean, it's what it's McNeil, 
It was McNeil, Conforto, and Nimmo. Is that right? It, it was also Dominic Smith, who's the forgotten man. <laughs> that's that's Mets bias. I love the guy and all, but he had his little moment. Okay, move on. He did. He's not an he everyday did. starter. So what do you think? So you, you so you're basically saying too the Mets will probably wind up giving him up if there was something out there that might be. I mean, uh, keep well, the guy for just the clubhouse. I'm okay with that. But like, yeah, that's a good idea. Looking, yeah. If he's looking for. You know, real money and to play every day. It's not. If I was the Mets, I'd move on. I mean, mm-hmm. you can. I mean, Alonzo is y'all's leader. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, oh, yeah. Alonzo, Lindor, um, and mm-hmm. Baez stays. There's another leader like Dominic Smith had his moment, and it's right. gone. And you go on to the next guy. <clears throat> I agree. I do agree with that, Alex. Uh, you know, we had predicted that the Atlanta Braves would win in six, not knowing. That Trevor Plouffe, a former Major League Baseball in the beginning of the offseason, actually said Atlanta will win the World Series in six to Houston. I mean, how crazy is that? Hey, <laughs> I, I mean, don't you, care. Don't, that's, yeah, that's, you don't see predictions like that. <laughs> I mean, at the beginning of the World Series, me and my buddy both, uh, my friend Bart, he uh, he predicted the Braves in six. I predicted the Braves in six once the World Series started. But after what mm-hmm. – season there's no way i would even thought we would have been playing in the world series so uh, no there's no way there's no way i'll be able to predict that so that's definitely incredible and Mm -hmm. to get it right on the head with the astros that's pretty impressive Mm -hmm. no i i live in Atlanta in six because i just getting swept or losing in five i couldn't and when game five started and i saw that grand slam is it over I really thought it was over. I just, I mean, they had the momentum between games three and four. They take this in five. And out of nowhere, you know, Houston came back and won that game. And I'm like, ah, here we go. Game six. It's going to happen in game six. And boy, uh, uh, Max Fried came out of nowhere in game six and pitched spectacular ball that we've seen in the last two years from that man. So, uh, that was a huge start for him, and it propelled. Besides Hilaire, he propelled the team to the World Series win and the clincher. And uh, so, Alex, congratulations to your Braves. Uh, they are well deserving of this through the season they had um, to be a World Championship team. Um, but my Mets will take it next year. <laughs> well, I mean, don't worry. I mean. I don't, I don't necessarily like uh, beating up on the Mets. Never mind. I'll, I'll be honest. I do love it. I love it. I love every second of it. Anytime we can beat the Mets, Nationals, Marlins, or Phillies, that's a good day in my household. Any day in your just for your sake. If, if the Braves don't win it, just for your sake, I don't mind seeing your Mets go go after it. But um, Well, I would hope so, man. We're the only team in our division not to win the World Series yet in this, in this century. Uh, well, if they, I remember I was at the um, Chop Fest uh, last, uh, not this last year, but the year before, going into the COVID year, the 2020 season, mm-hmm. went to Chop Fest, and I remember Freddie Freeman. Um, they kind of asked him what his thoughts were of, of the Nationals winning, and mm-hmm. you know um, what they were able to mm-hmm. do and put it all together. And when you're you're in that, you, got, you have the opportunity. I'm just happy they were able to take it and seize it and and win it but it's like i'll be honest this year uh it's our turn it's our time it's our time to do it and we weren't able to do it in 2020 so um 
it's just nice to be able to finally put it all together and what he's kind of gone through with the whole rebuild. And I know it's for any possible listeners out there, they've probably heard this over and over what he's, you know, gone through. But Mm -hmm. when you go through a 90 plus loss season, like back to back, I mean, I think it may have been Mm -hmm. three years in a row of, you know, 80 plus losses. That's rough. It's just so rough. And during that time, we're getting Acuna, we're getting Ozzy, we're getting Freeman, we're getting Dansby, you know, getting these pieces, and and they're just watching this team just grow up. And and that's what's the, I think the beauty of it was this mm-hmm. was mainly a homegrown homegrown yeah. team um, that was able to put it all together. But don't get me wrong, just because we we're homegrown with Riley, Ozzy, Acuna. Dansby was a trade from Shelby Miller, but he still came through our development process. Um, Most of his development was actually in the MLB, not through the minors, but at the same time, number one picked overall out of Andy. You're expected to play just like Bregman was. Um, Right. But, you know, you know, just to see that. And then all we really did was we went out and got, a few veteran players at the deadline. It was nice to see mm-hmm. even Max Freed, Max Roca, those guys. Just a lot. Uh, the heart of this team was Braves' homegrown players, and because mm-hmm. of that, we have opportunity to continue the success into the upcoming years. Um, kind of reminds you of that Astros build, and also the Cubs from the 2016 uh, team, right. but. Um, being rep- replicating it is hard because even though, you, like I said, yeah. with the Cubs and the Astros, those two teams, you know, haven't won it since they've won it. So um, it is hard. I would say the World Series is one of the hardest championships to go right, and baseball is a funny sport, like we said earlier time, in this podcast. The last time any uh, world champions won back-to-back was back in 99 and 2000 with the Yankees. Nobody has Dang ever won back to back. Yeah, nobody has ever won back to back world championships since then. So well, it is very difficult. <laughs> we we may not be agree on many things, but I think we all agree that the Yankees are not the team we like. <laughs> exactly, that's one. We on agree. Absolutely. Sure. But Alex, uh, I appreciate you being on, man. This this was a. Like I said, I'm not a Braves fan, but I am a Braves fan for baseball for the fact of them beating the Astros. Thank God. <laughs> it's kind of like going back on track. Let's just hope that's the right case here. So that's, you know, that's what we want to see. Well, I wish wish the Mets all the luck in this offseason. I think a lot will be, like I've said earlier, about the, the uh, players' uh, union and the owners coming together on some agreement on that's good. It's going to be a little rough just for both mm-hmm. and all baseball to get through this. Possibly, I don't think a strike will happen, but I think no, it'll I be either. a little over dramatic on both ends. But hopefully, it comes to agreement. You know, Mets yeah. make the moves they need to make, Braves make some moves mm-hmm. that we need to make. And uh, I'm looking forward to many more podcasts, uh, preseason or whatever. If you ever need a Braves insider or if you need oh, someone yeah. to gang up on the Phillies, I'm I'm always game to talk bad about the Phillies. So, absolutely, you knew as soon as the Braves were in the World Series, I was like, oh, I got to talk to Alex. This is this is this is an Alex topic right now. Like, I was so happy for you. I mean, I was just. To, I mean, wh- were you even thought of in '95? You were born already, weren't you? Yeah, '94. So I didn't get to really see it. I remember <laughs> when I growing up though. I had a VHS tape. Yes, VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, of the 91 miracle season. And I played that thing on repeat. 
And oh, that, huh. that, and I just remember watching it over and over and over again. And that's when my real Braves love just came through, watching Steve Avery highlights, John Smoltz, Tom mm-hmm. Glavin. Uh, you know, and now you got your own Braves miracle now at this yeah. time. Exactly. And it, this one I can actually witness in person, not have to watch VHS tapes. Um, so uh, I get It'll to be on DVDs. It. And, and, and this one wasn't necessarily the same way we won it in 95 in the 90s through stellar uh, pitching. But um, mm-hmm. and, and let me just say, I haven't even mentioned his name this entire week. We talk about those trade deadline, but Tyler Matzik. Oh my was God! Insane. The entire playoffs, he was absolutely insane. So them lefties, man, you got you got to believe in them lefties. <laughs> I mean, and we literally just that was an absolutely incredible what he put together, and I, what he's overcome with the yips, and just shows mm-hmm. you just how crazy this game can be, and uh, just so quit yeah. on your dreams, folks. Absolutely, <laughs> you never absolutely. know. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a miracle team, and you got to be a part of it. At, in your 20s, you actually got to see it, and I'm happy for you in that in that for sure. And guess who's going to be 29 in three days? Um, Anthony Viola. Yes, <laughs> and still waiting for a Mets World Championship, and you already got one before me. Let's go. <laughs> technically, two in my lifetime. Technically, with a ninety-five. Oh my god, you're right. Oh my god, I'm still waiting for my two. My dad had two in his time, and I'm still waiting for mine. <laughs> well, you know, it's okay as long as the Braves keep winning. Just, just how, how about that? I will just come on over to the Brave side. Oh my god, I don't know if I can ever do that. You know me, I mean, but man, it was fun talking to you tonight, and uh, congratulations again. And I'm sure you could speak for all Braves fans when it comes to this. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, you saw how crazy Braves Nation was. So uh, uh, again, just uh, uh, good luck next year. And like I said, we will talk a little bit more during this off season. I'll try to get you on again uh, closer to spring training uh, after moves are made and your predictions again going into this coming season. And uh, yeah. Um, we got to try to talk a little bit more. I know you've been busy with the softball. You got out of softball tonight, and you've been doing teaching, which I'm proud of you. Congratulations on that. Thanks, thank you, thank you. Congratulations on your wedding. Congratulations on you getting married. Uh, yeah, um, it's been a, it's been a very uh, exciting year. So uh, thank you so much yeah. for just having me on. And yes, I do. Sp- I, I will speak for all Braves Nation, saying uh, go Braves, and hey, enjoy every second because. Like we said just a few minutes ago, it's hard to go back to back. So um, enjoy every second of it. And um, hey, Mets, y'all, <laughs> I hope y'all figure it out because um, this season yeah. was one of those roller coasters that uh, I hope it's not that bad next year. But as long as the Braves are on top, I don't care. <laughs> I hear that, man. Well, thanks a lot again for being on the show. And I'll talk to you again soon. Guys, thanks for listening to our podcast today. I'm Anthony and I'm out of here. <laughs>